This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am That Nerd Dad, and this is That Nerd Dad Podcast, where I talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to a show. We're not doing a Just Joe show today. I actually have a guest, and it's a, a fan favorite. I'm going to call him a fan favorite. His name is Sham, but you probably know him as At Home with Peanut. And even then, you might not recognize that, but you definitely recognize some of his tweets. He's always featured on those uh, funny parenting things. Always, always featured on them. So Sham's my guest. He's a good friend of mine at this point. Um, and we actually chalk all three. We talk parenting, we talk pop culture, and we talk politics. It is a hell of a conversation that I'm glad I'm able to bring to you. Uh, my first interview, since my life got kind of turned upside down, I hate to get all Will Smith on you, but um, since my life got kind of turned upside down in whatever it was, October, uh, his first guest in a couple of months, and I have guests lined up for the next three weeks at least. So it should be not just just Joe shows for a little while now. So welcome aboard. Uh, if you're a regular watcher around here, you might notice things look a little different. Mm, things are looking a little different. Hmm, what are they? Well, I've got a bit of a new uh, uh, background. I've fiddled with some things to make it a little bit cleaner and a little bit more uh, that nerd dad centric. So I appreciate you tuning in today. So with that, uh, let's throw to the interview. Let's throw to Sham. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. All right, everyone, as promised, no more solo Joe shows. I've got a guest this week, and it's a it's a fan favorite, in my opinion. And if it's not a fan favorite, I don't care. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, I've got Sham, a.k.a. At Home with Peanut. You've definitely seen his tweets. Uh, they go viral pretty regularly. Sham, how the hell are you, buddy? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? Good. Uh, I was saying right before we got on, it looks like we're in the same house. Uh, now, this is fake paneling. Is yours fake or is yours real? No, it's real, yeah. It's it's real wood, and it's yes. a real problem during termite season. So, <laughs> what, when, when is termite season? You're in Florida. When is termite season? Uh, mostly during the spring and summer. That's when you see them a lot. Yeah. Wintertime, it tends not to be so bad, but it can, they can still come out. Do they actually like gnaw away at the wood for you? Like, is it something you have to deal with? Yeah, we actually have two kinds of protection in our house. We have because like, there's two types of termites. I didn't know that until we bought the house. There's the subterranean ones, and then there's the dry wood ones. <laughs> I'm just like, this is they attack at all fronts, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I guess the subterranean for... ones. Go ahead. No, I guess the subterranean ones come up from the ground. The uh, dry wood ones will they. I guess come from anywhere, trees, hedges. I, yeah, it's it's crazy. Just another thing to deal with in Florida. <laughs> uh, but you don't have the cold. No, you do not no. have. You do not deal with what we do with. Um, but speaking of things you have to deal with in Florida, and this is one of the reasons why I reached out to you because uh, midterms just came and went, and uh, DeSantis like just 
dominated Florida. And you and I, every time we talk, uh, there's always a political element. I know you're a very kind of outspoken activist for uh, people of color and, and making sure that the voices are heard and something you're very passionate about. DeSantis doesn't strike me as a people of color supporter. So how's that going down there? Yeah, not, not at all. <laughs> it, it's crazy because um, a majority of South Florida went red this, past, this midterm election. Um, so it's kind of, it's not surprising, but it's scary. It just, it just puts everything in perspective that if Florida is officially a red state, and I think it has been for a while, uh, there was always hope it could still remain a swing state, but uh, we've had a Republican governor now for decades. Um, so it's, it's very much red. Can I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I think, I think as a, as a Canadian, as an outsider, I think of Florida, I obviously think of Disneyland. I think of all the kind of touristy destinations. And to me, that feels blue. It's a mm -hmm. touristy area. Um, whenever I like, what is it about that population or what is it about the population that you think is causing it to go so far red? I think, especially for during this election, a lot of people from up north, a lot of uh, conservatives moved down to Florida. I think because of a lot of the COVID restrictions the last few years, DeSantis kind of gave them that that escape in a sense. They can come down here and not deal with it as much from up north. So I think it's kind of swung the population, especially in South Florida, um, to more red. Interesting. So there, there's not as many kind of minorities as it appears. It looks like it, it, it's like this old white money that keeps voting and coming out in mass numbers. Yeah, it seems like that, especially in the county that I live in, the county side. I think I think Broward County, it's still, if I'm not mistaken, state blue. Well, like Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, those all swung red this past election. And it's not so surprising, I think, with Miami-Dade because of, um, for some reason, the Latino vote will turn out for Republican uh, most of the time. And this time they actually, they really showed up and voted Republican, not just for DeSantis, but also for um, Rubio as well. Yeah. To me, Rubio and DeSantis are like they, they kind of get lumped into that like like um like Huckabee and, and Ted Cruz. They're almost like caricatures in my head. Like they're they're fictional. They're not real people who are making real impact, but you you live with it. They're very real to you. Um yeah. when we've talked in the past, you've mentioned that uh you're in Trump country. You remember I remember you saying, you know, I can see Trump flags from my house or just down the street. Um yeah. Is that still the case, or has people started to swing to DeSantis? Are the Trump flags coming down, or are they still flying high? I haven't seen, especially for this, during the midterm, I didn't see many uh, Trump flags. If I don't think any at all in the neighborhood, but I did see DeSantis um, signs in the yards and stuff like that. Yeah, it was funny because I took my kids trick-or-treating around the neighborhood for the first time in a couple of years. Um, yeah, we did that too. And, and, yep. and I didn't really notice um, any signs the, at nighttime. But then the next day, all of a sudden, driving past these houses, I'm like, oh, DeSantis signed, DeSantis signed, DeSantis. I'm like, man, I just got candy from all these people. <laughs> <laughs> now I wish I hadn't. <laughs> here's, your, here's your candy and your Bible verse. <laughs> one in one. <laughs> Would you have avoided those houses? Um, I Because honestly, it was for my kids. Honestly. For me personally, I... Me personally, I think I would have, but for my kids, I don't think they would understand that concept. Um, so I think just for them, because we were taking them around trick-or-treating, I, I was under the impression, I was under the hope that, you know, nothing 
bad would occur at those houses. But still, you now you know that these these people that are, you know, your neighbors, you know where they stand. So, uh, you know, to avoid them in the future. <laughs> it's, but it's crazy that it's come to that where we we used to be a you know conservative or Republican meant you know kind of like maybe fiscally maybe a little morally um mm-hmm. but now it's the the representation of a conservative or a republican feels so extreme um, right. and don't get me wrong if, the, if a republican or conservative listen to this they're saying well every every lefty is you know woke transgender individual right and the, the, the truth is there's somewhere in the middle for most of us but because the people who speak out on the right are so far right, they are the most popular because what they say grabs the most attention. Yeah, I don't want my family associating with those people either. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like it's like you know, as the as the parent, as the as the person trying to keep your family safe, it's it's kind of like a fine line because what at what point do you explain it to your kids? You know, because they're not going to understand it fully that what that sign means, what that sign means, that person's viewpoints on society or them might, might mean. Um, so it's kind of a fine line, you know, with, with Halloween, you figure it's safe, even though in the back of your mind, like, Oh fuck, I have to go to this house. <laughs> you know, Cause my kids see the decorations outside. They don't see the sign that's two feet away saying, you know, uh, basically I'm a bigot or a racist. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's weird times, man. It really is. I guess on Halloween, the burning cross is decoration. It's it's decorative. It's festive. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, With with Trump making his formal announcement that uh, I'm going to run for president, he's the first one to actually say it. DeSantis hasn't said it. There's a lot. There's a number of people who are kind of fishing around it. Uh, You know, Pence is starting to make his rounds. Seems like he might make a run. DeSantis has assumed that he's going to run with all of his momentum. Um, how do you see that playing out for for your state? Or do you think Trump has a chance? Do you think DeSantis has a chance? What do you think? Give me your read the read the crystal ball. Honestly, I think uh, I think DeSantis probably will run. I think the midterm victory for him, how large the margin was, kind of cements it. And honestly, he's been our problem for so long down here. I hope he does run and wins. He can be the rest of America's problem for all I care now. <laughs> like honestly, get out of our state, man. Um, no, but seriously. Okay. I, is there someone worse waiting in the wings? I don't. I don't think so. Not that. Not that I've uh, read about. At least. I mean, because the not, thing is, there's someone probably not someone with the uh, the the momentum and juice to want to get to a presidency. There's right, someone who's going to have to earn their reputation. All right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other people a lot worse. But yeah, exactly. They don't have the the name recognition yet. Um, but yeah, I, I think he will run. And honestly, I think the Republicans are looking for somebody who's like a Trump like the same policies, the same ideals, but just not as in your face and not as um, aggressive in a sense. I mean, Trump is just outwardly aggressive and he's shock and awe. You know, DeSantis is more packaged. He, he will become aggressive if he's challenged. You know, we've seen him go off on people, but he, he presents a, a calmer front, if that makes sense. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. It actually it terrifies me as a, a as an outsider. Uh, right. When I, when, I, when, I, when I see the DeSantis package, and I just I love this photo. It's it's so awkward. Um, yeah. It uh, when I see this picture of them, uh, it I worries me because a lot of what you said is true. It's DeSantis. I ha- I think he has a lot of the core beliefs, mm-hmm. but he censors himself enough. Yeah. 
to not say all the crazy at once. Um, or it's it's positioned in a different manner. And it's um, Trump light is a good way of putting it. But it's it's terrifying because I think if if Trump goes up against uh, Biden, I think Biden wins. I think yeah. if DeSantis goes against Biden, I think DeSantis wins. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what worries me. That is scary. Yeah, it, it really is because I think he has enough. Uh, and he's and it seems like the last few years he's been building his base, not only in Florida, but across the country. I mean, I've seen him go to different states and talk. And I'm just like, what is he doing? And this was before they had talked about him running for um, the Republican ticket. And now we see this is my this might be, be what he's been building towards. Those donation dollars are starting to go from Trump to him. Um, and I'd like to think that Pence has a chance, but honestly, I don't know anything about Pence. He was the vice president for four years. I'm not sure where he stands on one issue. Yeah, yeah, just same here. Yeah. Plain vanilla. I I know nothing about him. Yeah, and it just it's because Trump is such a large personality and such a large you know character that you know. Well, he picked a perfect second fiddle, right? He picked a guy yeah. who blends in with the wallpaper. It's exactly. I, don't know, I, I don't know anything about him, and I. You know, I don't know what Kamala Harris is up to. I got a feeling she's not doing great because they don't put her on the front stage anymore. I got a feeling I know. whatever she's doing isn't um, isn't winning over the hearts and minds of people. Otherwise, I think she'd be a little more front and center. Yeah, the hope is that eventually she can. I mean, for me at least, that she can, you know, run herself and you know take the presidency at some point. But I don't know. It's 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 the country's such a weird place right now. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think they're ready for a black woman? The way this, this country is right now, no, I don't think so. Because, I mean, a black man was hard enough, but women, in terms of the, the hierarchy of this country, are always going to be at the bottom, and a colored woman, a woman of color, is going to be even lower. So I, I don't think so. And it's a damn shame, because I think she could do a real good job if given the chance, but I don't think I this think, country's ready. I, I think with her... Look, her her legal experience and her legal background, it, it speaks for itself. It's extensive. Um, yeah. She's educated enough. She's well spoken enough. She's um, she knows how to navigate the legal system. But I'm with you. I, I sadly think they're not ready. I think um, with Obama, we caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, um, he was in a lot of ways, and I'm just going to talk very frankly here, um, kind of the perfect candidate to to break through. Um, he is super well-spoken, uh, charismatic, charming, funny, um, but also kind of soft facial features. And, you know, he, he was appealing to your grant, to my white grandmother. He was, he had that a, a charm, and I think that helped him kind of slide through so i i'm totally agree with you i think uh it might be a hill too far unless unless something happens where biden kicks right. the bucket right and she's forced into it and she does an amazing job 
that's yeah. different. She might be able to win over hearts and minds in that situation, but as it currently stands, I'm with you. I, I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to get a chance, but yeah, it's tough in this culture we have now. Sad, isn't it? Yeah, it that, really like, is. we can, like we can just go. Well, she's a a woman of color, so she won't be president for a while. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Nice. That's all. Um, speaking of crazy, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot on that one. Uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now I've talked about this the last couple of weeks because I, I can't, I can't not, um, it's, it's headline news. It's, it's everything. Um, and a lot of my relationships have been built, um, through Twitter. That's how I got to know you. It's how you and I connected and became friends and, um, and keep tabs on each other. But I, I'm curious about you because you, your, your 15 minutes of fame, your notoriety, you're, you're getting picked up by Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and the, the t- uh, Today Parent and things like that. That's all through Twitter. Has this impacted you? Have you, have you changed your engagement level with Twitter since Elon went fucking crazy? Yeah, honestly, I have. And it's it, even before he took over, I've been kind of, you know, just, you know, real life. You know the kids and stuff like that just kind of has stopped me from tweeting as much and engaging as much. Um, but yeah, once he took over, it, it kind of I did take a, a hit personally in terms of my engagement and tweeting because it's just kind of like I, I wanted to avoid it. Um, with all the changes he was making and everything and all the doom and gloom everybody was <laughs> saying on Twitter. I think last week it was trending like Twitter is ending and this is the end and it's just it's bad, man. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's sad. I don't I don't think it's the end just yet, but it just it feels like it's getting towards that point. I think it's closer to the end than it is to the middle or the beginning. If I'm in my opinion, um, I still think we have some time with it. But yeah, it, it is sad because this is my place where I've for five years now um, written about the cute stuff my kids say or the stupid and ridiculous stuff they do, and, and it's just it it's been my space, you know, to vent to connect with uh, other people like yourself and some other people on parenting Twitter and, you know, to, you know, share stories. And it, it's just, it's just been a place, like you said, to connect. And it's kind of sad that it's, it's changing for me. I, I had to step back because it, for a little while there, um, it became too um, Elon centric. Everything was about yeah. Elon. It was yeah. just all about Elon. Um, and I, I couldn't stand it. Um, I couldn't stand kind of everything revolving around him. And then I realized I kind of come to this conclusion. That's exactly why he bought Twitter. Um, You know, I heard this opinion um, uh, very recently. Elon doesn't give a fuck about anything other than Elon Musk. Um, He said he was going to take us to Mars. Eh, He's kind of pulled back on that. He said he was going to get electric cars and everything because he wants to change the world. Eh, He's kind of pulled back on that because he's got the money. If he really wanted to invest and create the world's greatest electric vehicle, he could. He doesn't really want to change the world. Buying Twitter has made everything about him. He wants to be the product. He's not right. interested in selling products. He wants to be the product, um, which is why I believe Twitter's not actually going anywhere. Where I think it's dangerous is Elon's ability to manipulate the stock market mm. through the use of control of the algorithm and his power to highlight or silence certain voices that i think is when it gets dangerous and scary as hell um with his ability 
to manipulate the market. He's playing the lawn game, in my opinion. Now he's got everyone like, I can't go a day without learning Elon's done something on Twitter, whether it be reinstating Trump or him saying um, free speech matters, but like you don't have to amplify everyone's voices. And it's like, oh, so you are going to show favoritism to people. So that's what worries me. But I don't think it's actually going anywhere. I just think it's going to be harder for the likes of two guys like me and you to actually connect because I don't think our voices are going to get amplified. Right, and that's pay eight dollars for a blue check mark. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say it seems like the blue check mark thing really is about pushing the people who who have the verification to the top of the algorithm, and the people like us who don't have it will be, you know, at the bottom. <laughs> so, have you thought about it? Did you cross your mind? You're like, no. eh, maybe I'm nah. pretty, you know, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm at, I'm a, I'm at home with peanut. I'm, I'm sham. I, I did, I deserve a blue check mark. <laughs> no, cross no. No, I never, I, no, I never had it. I'm just kind of like, fuck that guy. He's not getting my money. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting my money. <laughs> my ego almost had me do it because yeah. I've tried a couple times to get the original good one. Uh, mm -hmm. And my ego almost had me, but I was like, I think if an $8 statement shows up on my credit card, my wife goes, what the hell are you paying for? And I say a blue check mark. She's going to be like, all right, all right. I'm going to get the divorce papers. Uh, like, I think <laughs> it's like it would come to that at that point. It's time. It's time now. <laughs> it's time. This was, I've been waiting for a reason and blue, trying to pay $8 for a blue check mark is enough. Um, okay. We're, oh, look, we've talked, we've talked politics. Check. Talk, we talk pop culture. Check. The only thing I'm missing from my show is parenting. So let's dive into that. Um, Cause you and I, when I said to you, I'm like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? I got these two topics. Is there anything you want to talk about? You're like, yeah. Uh, my kids are sick all of the time now because they went back to school this year, <laughs> and I'm the same way. My so I in the last since September, we've had COVID. We didn't have COVID for the first two years. First two years of uh, the COVID restrictions, all that stuff. We got COVID since he went to school. Uh, strep throat is now like it's just a, a constant flu, streams of bodily fluid from the nose and mouth. Uh, how are you handling that? Yeah, we haven't. We haven't had covid yeah it's Seriously? uh yeah it's my it's my oldest is the only one in school right now because my youngest one he's he didn't start till next year uh kindergarten I, my my oldest is the same age i'm six and three seven and three now yeah mine, mine are uh seven and five so okay. yeah so yeah so the oldest he's in um first grade and yeah the first i think it was like the first week he got sick and then we're like oh here we go here it is yeah. the start right and then i think it was two weeks after that uh, Pretty sure he's been sick about four. No, actually, he's sick now. He's, he's got like a sore throat now. <laughs> Something like that like five times since the school year started. And, um, you know, he we've tested him with at-home tests, I think, about three times. Luckily, uh, nothing came back positive. But the selfish jerk has used up all our home at-home tests now. <laughs> Are they giving them away in your area? Like, do you, can you just go to, like, can you get them for free? Well, uh, my my wife, she works for the lib the library system, so she was able to get some through the county. Um, yeah. They had some there, but we still have some um, locations set up where you can just drive up and get the COVID testing done um, oh, around. Nice. Yeah, different spots in the community. It's not not as frequent as or not as not as much as it has been, but a few different spots are here and there around the county. But yeah, he he's been sick, man, and and there's been he's been telling me stories about kids who like one kid just threw up in the classroom. 
one kid is throwing in the cafeteria, and I'm just like, what the hell, man? It's like, <laughs> like so, it's ridiculous. Something I'm I, I've learned recently is um and don't take this for medical advice. Nobody listening to me should take me as a doctor. I'm telling you from my personal experience. Um my son, same thing. He had, now we had COVID a while ago, um the second week of September. And occasionally now he'll just throw up and it's not like it's just like bile it's not like like his lunch it's just he throws up bile and a doctor has said we think it might be a long-term effect of covid where it's like just an upset stomach because it's, it's been happening more and more with more kids but they can't say like oh the kid has the flu or the kid has whatever it's like we don't really know why they're throwing up randomly so that's terrible. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, man. It's awful. How's, okay, he's how fine. You, that's true. Fine. Kids, kids, can handle, kids can handle pretty well throwing up. Like, oh, I get a freezy now? Okay, cool. Yeah, I love a freezy. <laughs> I love one. Um, I, I have a, a question regarding, um, like, uh, Tylenol and stuff like that in your neck of the woods. So in, in Canada right now, in Ontario in particular, um, children's Tylenol, children's Advil, children's uh, Robitussin, all that stuff. It's gone. Like, we're having a supply shortage. Can't find it. It's not on the shelves. Oh, wow. Like, like we're having to ship it in from other countries now. For some reason, the demand in Canada is through the roof right now, and we can't keep it on the shelves in Ontario. And, of course, when you go into a store and you see some children's Tylenol, you don't take one bottle. Right. Now, you it. yeah. shortage, you <laughs> yeah. take all of them. Um, yeah. So is, is that something that is happening in your neck of the woods as well, or is this a Ontario thing? I haven't noticed it here. Yeah, I haven't noticed it here. We've we stocked up um, yeah. earlier this year. Uh, you know, when it's a bit on sale and everything, because just just to be you know ahead of the of game. Um, but yeah, I haven't noticed that issue here in the in the grocery like, store. It's like front page of news around here, um, into the point where I have friends who have gone to Buffalo. And Buffalo, the, the Buffalo pharmacies are like, the Canadians keep coming across the border and, and clearing us out because, like, they, it's just so in demand. So that's crazy. something we're struggling with here. It's nuts. It's horrible because you think, you know, your kids are sick. You want, you want to take care of them. Um, right. Yeah. Even yesterday when uh, my son was diagnosed with um, strep throat, the, the doctor had to change his prescription three times because what they were prescribing was not in stock. The pharmacy eventually reached out and said, look, I have these available. Are one of these suitable for strep throat? And the doctor went, yeah, do that one or whatever. But it was like an all-day event to try and find a medication that would suit him uh, for strep throat. So it's ho horrible. Um, yes, yes. Not indicative of our, our generally our health system, but it's, uh, it's not great right now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Like you said, it's like you just want to make sure your kids are okay. That's That's... Yeah, that's discouraging. But yeah, for my youngest, he um, surprisingly he's like he barely gets sick. He's like me. He, he doesn't. His brothers they stay in the same room, and yeah, I think he's gotten sick like once since his brother been sick this entire time. It's, Are you asking know. your oldest to wear a mask in class? Yeah, yeah, he wears a mask. In class. The only time he doesn't wear it is when he eats in the cafeteria. And I gave him like this little bottle of sanitizer to keep in his in his pocket because the, the craziest thing to me is that they have all these signs in the cafeteria about washing your hands and that's all we've been promoting right is wash your hands the pandemic happened so i asked him one day you know when he first started school do they encourage you guys to wash your hands before you go eat that's like the most important time to do it he's like no i'm like do they have sanitizer in the classroom no i'm like what 
then what the fuck is the point of uh, everything that we've been doing with these last few years? Like, what I, you know, it, it makes sense that they're this disorganized, but at the same time, it's maddening. I mean, I get it. This is how this is how society got to this point. But it's like, come on, man, these are kids. <laughs> Do a better job with them. Uh, they have a, they have a sanitizer. Um, I went to a school meeting one time, and they have a little, you know. Uh, sanitizer machine like the automated ones you can stick your hand under in the cafeteria i'm like why don't you just do that you know did they let you guys use that he said no so i'm like okay i'm I, I don't know I, I guess i'll just give you your own <laughs> we did the same thing literally identical okay. sanitizer in the lunchbox here's a mask wear it please as much as you possibly can except for under recess or whatever um but uh it's horrible it's horrible it is a good place to end it uh his name is sham we're gonna end it on it's horrible um it's horrible. <laughs> all horrible it's all shit uh his name is sham he is at home with peanut give him a follow on twitter uh for as long as twitter's around because you never know it might even be gone by the time this airs um hopefully it's not sham i appreciate your time today buddy and of course man, anytime joe appreciate you that's it it's the interview it's a conversation with Sham at home with Peanut. Again, my thanks to Sham for being my guinea pig. Let's be honest. I picked someone I knew uh, and am friends with because I wasn't sure how this was going to go in this environment. I wasn't sure how the internet speeds would hold up. I wasn't sure how the settings would go. Uh, so I picked someone that I knew I could dick around with a bit if I needed to be uh, a bit of an asshole. And truth be told, that was actually our second two and a half times it took for us to record that session so uh, I'm glad we were able to get it figured out and record one for you so you don't just hear my voice I like to do the interview the interviews are my favorite part of this show um, and uh, I don't mind doing just Joe shows but I prefer doing interviews so uh, thanks again to him while we're at it, why don't I thank DeanBlundell.com, DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network, including yours truly. My centering is off on that image, driving me crazy. Anyways, uh, Dean Blundell's podcast is available Monday to Friday, three-ish. He's tightened it up. It's about an hour and a half now. It's a really great show. Also want to thank Mom Cave TV, MomCaveTV.com, home of humorous mom stuff. And yours truly. Uh, had my first post last month. The second post is all queued up and ready to go. They're just waiting to give me the go-ahead. Uh, and there's also talk of them adding my videos. Moi, my videos to Mom Cave TV, which is available on app stores everywhere. So um, making moves, baby. Uh, finally, I've got merch. I've got merch. It's available. I think it's a requirement as a podcaster to have merch. I have merch. Zero Days Without a Dad Joke, World's Okayest Dad, Raised by Homer, Peter, Stan, and Bob, and of course, That Nerd Dad, all available in a variety of colors and sizes. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see who I get for next week. I've got a, 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 I think we've got a special guest lined up. Not that Sham wasn't special, but I think I've got a special guest lined up for next week. Um, but who the hell knows? As you know, this is a fickle business. It's not really a business yet. I don't make a lot of money. I don't make any money. It's a fickle hobby. <laughs> and, and, yeah, life gets in the way. So, anyways, uh, I digress and we'll say be well, be safe, and we'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Damn. 
It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.